So this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. So, uh, welcome to Future Creep, colon. Built in microwave. Semicolon. Words that have been ruined for me forever. Yeah, great. Okay. So, um, yeah, so this kind of, let's just start, but you have one right off the bat. I have. Just go right into I have like a handful. Sure, but let's, you know, tease them out, right? Is there like a specific one that you're thinking that I'm thinking of? No. Well, probably. So, the here's one that's maybe on top of a lot of people's lists. Yeah. Which itself being a fact is why it drives me crazy and maybe ruined it for me. Yeah. The word moist. I didn't give a shit about that word until everybody started making a big deal out of it. Uh huh. And now I'm just so sick of hearing it. Right. Because now there's like this socially loaded thing attached to this word. And so I can't just like let it go. Like now I have all, I have to think about all these things. Right. Like now it's, it's on the top of your mind. Yeah. Well, you don't think about moist all day long, I'm sure. But when it comes up, it bothers you now. Right. Yeah. I, it never, I don't know. It doesn't really bother me. I, I guess mostly because it's a very practical word. Like I don't really think about it in weird ways. Like it's just sort of like, it's a, to me, like it's a net positive, like it's neutral or positive. Like damp is neutral or negative, right? Whereas moist for me is like neutral or positive. Like you either, if you want damp, something. So damp is never good. I, neutral. I mean, it like it, neutral, right? Like you're like, oh, like you need to dampen the sponge before you use it for the thing. Or like, you know, if you're cleaning something or you're doing art, like in paper mache, it's like, oh, dampen the sponge before you use it to apply the, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. That's fine. But you would moisten the sponge would be more <laughs> of a positive. Like it's just a perfectly fine um, but typically like it's more, I think of things as like, oh, it's damp. I don't want, like I'm uncomfortable. Dampness is just sort of a. That's pretty gross. Yeah. It's yeah. And it's not even like. I think of like, like the. I think where it got weird maybe is applying it in situations where I wouldn't use that word. Like if I went swimming and my swimsuit is wet, mm-hmm. I might say, oh, my, my <clears throat> trunks are still damp. I wouldn't say they're moist. That's where it's like, See, it sounds weird to me. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is a really moist sponge in this cake. Like this cake is really good. It's a really moist cake. Like I like that. Or the, like something that should have that. <laughs> but I'm not going to say the cake is damp. This is some damp cake. Yeah, this is some damp cake. Damn, that's some damp cake. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe we're just like, you know, it's just one of those things where it's a turn of phrase and people just need to like, we're turning it around literally, not a yeah. turn of phrase in the literal in the normal usage of that word. Right. But more in the sense of like, we're turning the phrase and now it's becoming this other thing where damp is going to be the pot, like where you would try to use the word moist, but now everybody gets creeped out about it. So you just say, Oh, that's a damp cake. I only think of like the dampness two things when I think of damp. I think of like a damp basement, which is gross and like silverfish and centipedes hide out there. And nobody wants that. Well, silverfish are okay. Centipedes are terrible. Yeah. Uh, but then I think also of like a damp paper towel. Sure. Right. And again, like it's not, but you would, I would moisten the paper towel to do it. Like if I was going to clean with it, 
but I <clears> now <throat> it sounds gross because people have it's it, people, so moisten is a the, verb the royal in that we sense. or the yeah but and the damp is a state of being da- damp you're right exactly yeah that seems less gross yeah but that's but that's the context of moist for me that's yeah. my take on that like that's how I like when I think about it when I use it in my normal everyday usage which is not that often because I don't I typically think hang out with like with... moisten I think of those did you ever work in an office where you had to seal a lot of envelopes and so sure. rather than like licking them which is revolting yeah. you get this weird little sponge that sits in a tiny little plastic petri dish and yes. you get it wet and then you just run your letters across it. Yep. Nobody knows this anymore because people like, don't send mail. They right. send email. Yeah. Slowly. Slowly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little burnt out about some slow to respond emails lately. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, yeah. So it's like a, yeah. you could have damp laundry. Damp la- yeah. Laundry comes out of the laundry machine damp. Right. And that's where I, that's my argument is that I think that yeah. it's been like the word moist has been it's, it's i think it just feels weird when you apply words that you wouldn't normally use that way yeah. um so and that's why it feels weird and then it sounds gross and yeah funky because it's also moist anyway Blah. so uh what's another one i we were <laughs> we were talking a little bit ago about turning literally into figuratively without saying figuratively you're just saying literally but what you mean is figuratively but it's not even about meaning it figuratively it's more about using literally to express the extreme amount of yeah i think truthiness or yeah, trueness like, about a is, thing like this is the scenario in my head <laughs> yeah. when i when we we're talking about that earlier so you know a little while ago um was it Webster's dictionary was like, Oh, literal now means figuratively as well. Like we've added the word, we've added figurative to the definition of literal. Mm-hmm. And it's upsetting because it's like, yes, a lot of people were running around using the word literal. It became kind of like a normal, like slang word almost. Right. right? Um, and so, you know, Webster's approach was like, Oh, well that's, you know, our job isn't to police the language. Our job is to represent what, it, how it's actually used. And I, I understand that argument. Um, but I, yeah. I don't think like this is the scenario I see you, you know, there's some some punk ass teenager, right? Like me <laughs> when I was that young, like I'm just being like, you know, cocksure and an asshole and running around just like saying all kinds of shit and I'm real sure of myself, you know, right. you um, know, everything, I know everything never going to not die. Like, like now when you actually know. Everything. Yeah. Well, like now when I know how little I actually know about anything. Yep. Right? Um but my point being is that I, what I see is that, you know, some younger generation like Gen X or, well, they don't exist. We all know Gen X wasn't a real generation. So after that, um, oh. as far as that, well, you know, statistically they didn't exist, right? Like no one seems to really know what the hell Gen X was about. It's um, us. Yeah, I know. I know. But that's uh, exactly the point. That is the point. Um, look but, at us. What are we? Right. Like we're kind of this like <laughs> weird, like, you know, this little blip. Um, anyway, you know, like, <laughs> Like millennial, like some millennial teenager is basically running around saying, well, I literally can't stand this right now. And I'm literally fed up with this. And I'm lit all the, all the intonation and the use of the word literal. And they mean it literal. They don't want the definition of figurative. It is literally happening to them right now. That is the thing they're saying. And then some shitty ass boomer is like, Hey, that's not right. That you can't use that word that way because 
if you say that, you mean that you're actually like really dying right now and you're not, I can see it. Or, you know, uh-huh. you're act, you know, you're <coughs> liter- literal is literal, like, you know, and so they're trying to redefine it and it's like, no, I'm being hyperbolic. Yeah. And so for you to redefine it as being figurative is taking away the meaning of the word that it was being used as anyway. Right. It's not, I, I meant it literal. Yes, I understand that it's not logical. Yeah. It doesn't comport with your view of the world. As right. in, I can't literally stand this right now. I can't believe Sheila said that to me. I'm literally dying. And no, you're not dying. We get that. But you're being hyperbolic. And so if you say, if I sat there and said, well, I'm figuratively dying. Like, I mean, I'm not actually that upset. Like, I'm not going to die. But I'm I'm hurt. That's not what you're saying. It's like, no, I'm so fucking pissed right now. I'm literally dying. I'm literally <laughs> dying. I think I've said this before it became like... yeah. And so I don't, I don't, but really, I was using it exactly in that way. Like the, the, the hyperbole of it is, is the, is the, is the point. point of it. Yes. It's like, it's not, it's not redefined. They don't, yeah. I'm not running around saying literal because I mean figurative. I mean literal. Yeah. I'm, yes, you're right. It's not true. It is a lie. <laughs> Way to suck the fun out of everything. <laughs> right. But it, you know, it's kind of, it, it's sort of like the argument for swearing in the sense that, the people who are most upset about it and when it's censored and the mm-hmm. reason we can't say fuck on the radio and all the other bullshit is part of the fun of the word, right? It's right. like if if those people just stopped giving a shit, people would stop saying shit and fuck as much because it's not shocking anymore. Right. If, sudden, if suddenly everybody was offended by... Moist. Moist. As they are. And now, like, I was watching a YouTube channel the other day and the... the and now it was a guy playing video games and he was just tight. Like I, he's Australian. Anyway, he just used the word moist and moisture a lot because of that reason. <laughs> right. It's not like, because it's like saying, you know, pop eats itself. Yes. <laughs> oh anyway. My God. Uh, and another thing, which is, uh, you know, one of our segments that we're going to start introducing. And I, another thing. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, I, I like your tips living well in hell. And we also need to have like an and another thing segment, which yeah. we might make more topical. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Like, you know, I think as listeners or well, like something comment. either. We have lots of thoughts on lots of things that don't make a 45 minute discussion. Yeah. That yeah. Could absolutely. Right. Or they may things. like we may not be in the position to make a 45 minute discussion at the moment. That's but, right. Yeah. But those thoughts are relevant nonetheless. Right. Yeah. I beg to differ with your, we don't have things that span out to 45 minutes. I have 20 hours of audio that we're probably never going to use that started this whole thing. So, But um, that's before we had discipline. That's right. Before, <laughs> right. Because that's what we have, <laughs> discipline. And that's why this whole situation works. Yes. Yeah, if you could see us doing this right now, you'd be you'd marvel, marvel at our discipline. ingenuity <laughs> and the yeah. the elegance in the face of complexity yes yeah. i mean it's really quite a work of art right yes yeah. so great okay so um i think that we've literally exhausted that topic so <laughs> let's move on to the very next word that you have on your list of words you'd like to bring up mm. now i'm blanking now you're blanking i so um i I really don't have words that bother me. Um, when people pronounce milk with an E sound in it, like so milk? it's milk. Yeah, it, that's not... like it actually makes me cringe a little bit. Like it's a sure, or like sure. creep response. Like, I, yeah, like I don't like, um, I don't like library, <sighs> but I'm also not reactive to it because 
I think that mostly like it's like a lot of words like this. It's like the reason people keep saying it is they're enjoying pushing someone's buttons. Yeah. And it doesn't really push my button. I just I find it disappointing. It's like, well, it's library. It's fine. You could say library. Yeah. And if you're a kid with a speech impediment, it's cute for a little while. But at some point it's like, come on. Right. There's a there's we have a whole broad language to communicate with. Library is a great word. What's wrong with library? That's also a good word. Like if you can't pronounce it, that's one thing. Have you tried oh, yeah. to pronounce and I'm also, library? Like, like again, like I don't have strong feelings about it. It's about as close as I can get to like, any of those things. You like, can't. Like I'm going to make a point of saying library as much as I can and no. working on my own <laughs> just, enunciation. But I think I you don't, should just like, pepper it into conversations like when you're out somewhere and be like, yeah. I, uh, I really enjoy the library. Just yes. out of nowhere, just find reasons to talk about library. I, I've already I've got the solution that's like I need to come up with an app that's like you know it, it basically tells you where the closest library is to you at all times yeah and then I'll just have a little alert and it'll be like oh hey did you guys know there's a library two blocks down that way library library what do you think about libraries do you like library books I love library books yeah I do. do I love um I really enjoy like just wandering around and randomly picking things off the shelves and looking at them until I find something that looks interesting. Oh, yes. We should go visit my local library. We can walk there. <gasps> it's really close. <gasps> yeah. It's cute. It's a little extension of the San Diego Library, so it's not very massive, but it's it's a cute little library. You know, all you people who live in San Diego really undersell it. I don't I I I think I chronically undersell everything in my life. Oh. People are like, why didn't you tell me it was this much fun? I'm like, I don't know. I How am I to know what you're going to enjoy? Like, I only trying to tell you factually what it is. I can't be like, I because I suffer from a lot of people in my life telling me how I need to be living and like how important it you is that you do you this other do. thing. Yeah. Yes. Like, you know what you should do? Yeah. If I were you, I'd be doing this. It's so amazing. And then it's like constant <laughs> disappointment. Like, I don't know. And just factually, it is yeah. a library. I can walk to it from my house. It's not that far. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. We should go there. Let's do it. I don't know how to like... Yeah, I, I get your point, but um, I find – I'm glad you're – I feel like it would be worse if I was just constantly like saying, hey, hey, Meg, San Diego is the most amazing place. Everyone should live here. Everyone, everyone you know, people here do really good work. Really good work. Really amazing good work. work. Yeah. Amazing. You are so lucky to be here. Right. Um. So uh, <laughs> what other words – Um. So I had a friend um, when I was growing up and he – I this was my first exposure to the idea that a word would be like um, like just auditorily like displeasing. Yeah. And so he – he <laughs> I totally get what you mean. He was perfectly fine with the word jizz, but you could not say jism. That's right. And so jism was like very upsetting to him. <laughs> and I was like I, – I remember talking to him like, Why? like i just it's gross like how like i couldn't understand like it's like you know semen is gross sure bodily fluids yeah like yeah, but, arguably gross yeah but like the argument between jizz and jism i'm like they're both it's about the same thing like you're like they conjure the same I, image in my mind like, i don't know not, i'm kind of with them on this one i look i understand um i can understand intellectually yeah. how like adding the like i don't know is it em or um i don't it's know how you m. How, it's an m oh it's literally just just an m j i z m i think it's s 
M. SM. Let me Google it. Yes. Oh, no. I, I don't want to Google it. Yeah, I was going to say, don't I'm Google it. I'm not going to Google it. Yeah, that would be a mistake. We're just going to assume I'm right. Yes. It's- yeah. Spelling aside, I, you guys can't <laughs> read this anyway. You're listening to it. We'll just pretend we all know how to spell it. In and case this comes up in yeah. your, your sixth grade well, spelling bee competition. Yes. Then you then you have your parents Google it. Yep. And it's on them. And it's not on us. Right. Also, if you are yeah. also, this is definitely not a show for children. Um, just please because escort of, any children right. within earshot out of the yeah. way. I actually, I, I don't <laughs> feel like this show would be particularly bad for children. Like, I, like, I, if I had kids, I'd be like, that's fine. I mean, well, my, Katie swears in front of her kids all the time, and yeah. she talks about like they understand they're they're very young, and they already understand the proper like you know why they're not allowed to use those words and why they would get in trouble at school, but why it's not so important at home. Like, they're not going to be punished. It's just like. Code switching. Yeah, code switching. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, that's a really good one because I totally oh, just there's some subjective words it, that are like, like it hits you wrong, like in your ears or something. I mean, yeah, I know, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, uh, it's similar to me to the like creepy feeling I get when I touch a tennis ball. Oh, like, okay. It's or like I think so. Fingernails on a chalkboard has never bothered me, right. but when I see the reaction some people have to that, that's the reaction that's the re- that I have to like holding a tennis ball. Oh, sure. Whoa, like I'm yeah. getting goosebumps right now because this feeling of it is so creepy. Right, right. Um, and there are some words, and of course now I'm like blanking on what they are, mm-hmm. but that do that to me, or I'm just like, Whoa, right. This is not so okay. gross. Right. Yeah, it just hits you all in the wrong, yeah, wrong way. I know. It's interesting. Oh, what are other gross things that I hate to touch that aren't really gross? Hmm. Oh man, if I'm swimming and I come across a strand of someone's hair, I'm uh, I want to die. Really? I literally want to it's, die. I like, <laughs> it's not it like it's not my favorite, but it's just not like I. Uh, Ugh, even if it's my own hair, yeah, it doesn't even I, have to be somebody else's hair. I find um, hairs and liquids. Hairs and liquids. Sure. Oh. I was going to say, um, some people find velvet really difficult to deal with. Oh, I love velvet. I do too, but I think um, I understand why. It's Velvet reminds me of like when you shave your head really close. Yes. It's kind of has that feeling. Yes, it um, totally does. Well, there's does. crushed velvet and then there's the whatever the other kind of velvet. I yeah. Guess, but, um, but like crushed velvet's like sort of longer. Or but something. do you like think it it's down. repulsive because it reminds you of somebody's head? No, I oh. think what I think is it's actually the textile or like I, what I would imagine. I don't know. I don't have this reaction, but I would imagine that it's sort of that tactile vibration mm-hmm. that it's sti- the way that it stimulates your your nerves as you run your hand across yeah. it because you're getting lots of tiny little um, it, it's sort of tiny little touches. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of weird. Uh so some kind of textures like that, I mm-hmm. suppose. Um, I don't like it when you have like a, di- a sink full of dishes and you get like you're rummaging around and trying to feel and you get like weird bits of stuff floating past your hands and you're like, what was that? Oh, yeah. I guess I, I can relate to that. I mean, that's kind of I when I was I, I used to swim a lot more in the ocean. And when I swim in the ocean, um, I, that was always kind of a mixed bag like when a bit of seaweed like touched you or something <laughs> or like a fish like brushed your leg occasionally yeah. um but at some point i think what helped me is i took this um this marine biology course like as a kid like through um the scripps uh oceanography program mm-hmm. and and so we learned a lot about like both the animals that were local 
and then also like the animals that just live in the ocean everywhere. Yeah. And so I had a much better picture of what I was getting into and like my, like I didn't have that same fear of like, well, I don't know what's down there. It's like, well, I know all of the things it could be Yeah. like with quite good certainty. Um, and that helped quite a lot because really? the ocean water here is not <clears throat> very clear in yeah. San Diego. Like it's pretty good. Like we have very clear days. Sometimes there's like really good snorkeling in parts of um, San Diego. Like what do you summer. see? Um, we have these really beautiful uh, fish called Garibaldi fish. They're orange. Oh. Um, we have moray eels, which I've seen several times. <gasps> I love beautiful. them. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Um, do you know that they recognize people if you make it a habit of seeing them on a regular basis? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fascinating. Yeah. We also have um, a huge tiger shark, uh, like in like population in the marine preserve. Cool. Those are super fun to swim with. Like you can swim over the top and like see them. What? Um, you know, they're sand. They're like bottom feeders. They're not. Um, they're not aggressive. Like oh. it's not like. Um, Oh, yeah. They're I massive. thought the ones I thought it's it's oh. it's startling. Wait, really? Yeah, sand. They're like sand sharks. I think oh. tiger sharks. I think they're called. No, I, I, tiger sharks are like seventeen feet long, and they like they're like aggressive. Well, like great whites are, and like okay. Uh, well, I don't know, but these fit these fish. These yeah, sharks yeah. are not. Um, are they, I mean, I've swam maybe with they're them sand before. tiger sharks, yeah. which is a different yeah. thing. I, think. I, I mean, I think that's that's not the, obviously the scientific name, but um, yeah, yeah, they're they're really fascinating. And then they oh so God, they I like spawn. They that. have their like breeding ground, spawning ground. So they, um, you know, and they'll be all different sizes. They they get very large. Yeah, um, we have stingrays. So the really like I love stingrays. Yeah. So like your biggest real threat i would say like going in the water is stingrays here in mm. san diego and it's very painful i've never had i've never been stung thankfully but i have friends i've been around how big are they stung. um they can be quite small like i would say like smaller than a dinner plate like a pancake yeah like a pancake um and you step on them and then they shock they shoot and then a they, stinger in you yeah so they have a um a barb in their tail and it will flick up <clears> and it will and it's quite large it's not like a bee sting like yeah. it will um <laughs> it's like a little dagger so it'll like it won't it it's not so much that it goes so deep but i think that it's um i, for, I forget doesn't it have poison yeah it's very painful um and it can be you know it, it it's very debilitating like it's not it's not life-threatening typically for like a normal healthy adult. Like it's just sort of um, like localized pain. It's yeah. very localized pain. It's not like now you're going to go into shock. Like you might if you have the like, you know, if it hits you wrong or whatever. But um, and it, if it hits you, who who is that guy? Steve um, Irwin. Yeah, Steve Irwin got stung and died. But like just in his heart. Yeah, it was like, man, how did you? That was just like a million to one shot. But yeah. I, I didn't read that much about it, so I don't know the whole thing mm. anyway um those are probably your most dangerous i know we do get um great whites occasionally but that's off of all shores now i think oh um but there i don't i don't know that we've ever i i don't know the statistics on that i can't say um yeah. i mean shark attacks just in the world are very low compared to every other risk you're more likely to die on your way to the beach in a car than you are to like get bit totally. by a shark even if you go swimming with oh sharks my God. So. we lived on the beach the dolphins would come by every day at like roughly the same time. Yeah. And when there were tons and tons of people who weren't familiar with living on the beach in the water, they would see the dolphins come by and like somebody would scream shark and like everybody would bolt for the shore. Right. Right. It was, it was a good, (laughs) it was a good time. Yeah. I bet it was good. It was entertaining. That, and you got to yell at anybody who brought one of those stupid, like, 
umbrellas on a spike down to the beach. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. You're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're going to kill us. Right. You are literally going to kill all of us with that beach right. umbrella. As soon as the wind picks up, someone's going to get We're a spear in the We're all going eye. to die. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, we also, so we have like porpoises. We've got, um, you can see gray whales off the coast. Oh, you've got the seal. No, the sea- not seals. Well, we have seals, seals and, seal- and sea lions. Yeah, seals and sea lions. And the sea lions are the ones that I've seen so far, but the seals I have not seen. Yeah, there's harbor seals. Um, I think there's a beach in La Jolla we can go to where they typically nest. Mm. Um, I guess that's called nesting. I don't know. Anyway, they're like where they they shelter where's malibu uh that's farther north yeah. i think but we could go up there that's not that far i don't really want to go there no why would you no one no one wants to go there <laughs> <laughs> um stay out of malibu lebowski right stay <laughs> so uh anyway yeah so there's a little uh there's I, it's you know the ocean life here is pretty cool um yeah we could actually we should look into that course that might be a fun thing to do like on yeah because I think it's um, it's fairly open. Like it's not like open to the public. Like kids and adults do it all at the same time. Like you just go. Fun. That's pretty cool. And then they have like, you know, some marine biologist like gives lectures and things. So. I like I liked going to Monterey Bay when we were yeah. up north or That's cool. Yeah. That I'd was like to fun. Go there again. We have, a, we have a pretty cool aquarium here, the Scripps Aquarium. Um, we should go see that. Yeah, we should definitely make that a field trip. That'd be fun. Scripps Aquarium. Yeah. We could do so, a podcast about it. Yeah, we'll definitely. Okay, so listeners, coming up, podcast about Scripps Aquarium Scripps sometime in the future. Aquarium. Pay attention. I, I. So this is a funny thing. Like you know, we're sitting here having this podcast, and someone's listening to this, and they're being like, "Oh my god, stop talking about that and get on with the funny shit that we want to listen to, or whatever yeah. it is." Um, I like. I think about. Like I watch a lot of media, like mm-hmm. you know, especially like the new forms of media, like YouTube and Twitch and all the other things. And I've like, never really audio. seen Twitch. It's a lot of it's like live streaming stuff, so it's like okay. kind of yeah. I mean, like, um, it's anyway. Yeah, sorry, do you really? It, it's us? okay. Um, what I was getting at is like I always just find it very interesting about the way that people market their like when they when they're having a conversation and they talk about like oh this is you know like the like and subscribe thing about youtube right they're like and don't forget to ring that bell and you know your likes really help me out which i i understand why they want to do that because that helps with the algorithm and it helps spread the you know yeah spreads their content um and then you know i I just find it i don't know i think about our own situation where it's like you know i like when i listen to media like i listen to mark maron right yeah and you know usually has at the beginning of his um podcast he'll kind of talk about what he's up to and like what's going on and yeah and i kind of understand that and i just think um i like oftentimes i skip that because i'm like i'm not really in a position like i'm not i'm you know are you are you going to be in san diego no like i'm probably not going to be able to like track you on what you're doing right now like i'm just not that much of a fan of anybody in the world yeah um you know, it's usually crime of opportunity when I see people, right? Well, right. I'm not we don't, like, yeah, we don't have like a following. It's not like people are going to be like, I'm going to go out of my way to show up because I know this person's going to be in this town. Right. So, I mean, I'm just thinking about like our own, like, you know, I think about our own podcast and like how mm-hmm. we're, you know, like we're, as we get our book ready and published and, you know, and, and the ways that we'll want to inform people and like how that works. And I mean, I think a lot of this is like, we're just going to end up being like, you know, here it is on yeah. this website and hopefully it'll be very comprehensive. Like, you know talking about it on the podcast in the context of like okay now august 24th this is happening make sure you go do this it's like nope just go check a schedule yeah um but i don't know maybe that works who knows people digest information very differently than i do i find 
Yeah, and probably like our ability to adequately anticipate however people are going to use it is like zero. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in all honesty. Well, I, so I'm kind of excited to see, um, you know, as we get our audience doubles in size and we have, we <laughs> can actually use the plural at some point. I'm interested to see a, how people choose to contact us if they, or if they do at all. And then, um, cause I definitely want to try and make sure it's a very easy way for people who are listening to give feedback and talk, like be able to be part of the conversation if they want to be, mm-hmm. um, Add to the absurdity. Yeah, add to the absurdity. Exactly. I just so. love like I've never really been uh, like possessive over my projects because that kind of defeats the purpose of the project. For yeah, me. right. Like because then my focus is on being possessive and not being on. I mean, I'm not saying that this is something that I have to like right. fight against. I, I, it's pretty logical and straightforward to me. Like you can't have a death grip on the thing that you love or you'll strangle it. Right. Right. Like. Don't do that. Yeah. And it also, I, I, so the, like the bigger it got, the, you know, right. Whatever it becomes. I, like, I think, I think it's cool if more people get involved with it. Yeah. That's what the roundabout way of me getting to that. that, Like, so we've had Chris on a couple of times now. I really enjoy him. And I mean, obviously, Ice Pick will be, you know, superstar. Like, he's going to, like, at some point, I feel like we're going to be like, so that was weird. So now Ice Pick has this like amazing following and this huge show and we kind of like our guests on his podcast right. that we started. That asshole. Fuck that guy. Fuck no, that guy. just kidding. Um, also, thank you for yeah for letting supporting us, us. Yeah, thanks for supporting us. Um, <laughs> no, I, what I was thinking about was that um, I I think I kind of think in similar terms as, as in regards to anything that I'm working on um, where if if it's not if it's not solely for me and I'm making it for other people to appreciate, then it's their say like, otherwise it's like, am I, I'm going to like non-consensually art at you, which yeah. is kind of, which is my, my complaint about advertising, right? Like I didn't Fuck consent yes. to, to the like onslaught of like this fucking, like, you know, shitty fucking thing shoved in my face. Yeah. I hate advertising. Um, I, I hate that it, I hate that it takes, so much art and like content and merit and just like yeah sullies it like it there's a weird thing about it where i'm like what i don't like about it like i don't mind that someone creates um an ad per se in the sense of here's information about my product yeah like i don't mind that so much when i see it when i'm purposely going i'm like (laughs) oh hey i'm in the market for a set of mugs yeah okay, I'm going to open the fucking window and look in the, or like I'm going to look in a real narrow particular place and then everybody who's selling mugs, you guys can put your ads up here. And like, I'm, I want to look at them. I'm flipping through them. Yeah. But the thing I don't like about it is it's like, um, it, it's like, I don't need my phone to tell me like, now that I've talked about mugs, I'm going to get fucking ads on my phone about mugs. Right. Yep. Hey, buy these fucking mugs. Like the next time I go on some website, there's going to be 15 ads about some stupid fucking mugs. Mug, 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 and mug. The thing is, like, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't go on that fucking website to look at mugs. I didn't go on the internet to look for mugs. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not in the position to buy things right now. Like, right. I'm not, you know, I'm not buying anything. <laughs> I'm not, not buying um, anything. Anyway, I this is I, I digress. My point being about like projects that I do and like and kind of engaging with people and like you know that's part of the problem or that part of the problem that I'm trying to solve in the project is saying hey how am I engaging with people and then without their their creative feedback and their creative involvement you know what well then what 
Like, should I just run around with a bat and like hit people in the knee and be like, okay, that was my art. Here you go. Stay there now. You can't walk away. Now I'm going to tell you this thing. It's like, no, like, you know, the people who are interested are going to come over and I want them to talk about right. it. And if they're like, you know, like Chris, he's like, hey, I, you know, turns out I got a lot to say about design. Right. He's on the podcast and now we're talking, you know, I don't have any, um, I don't have a strong like feeling of ownership. Right. On, yeah. On projects. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, like, we're probably the people who are just going to keep doing the work anyway. So it's, yeah. Like, right. It's like yours because you put the time in. Yeah. Whatever. And that's where, you know, that's, um, <coughs> Uh, that's something that uh, like I kind of mentioned earlier, a lot of people in my life like tell me what to do and not, not actually doing any of the work. Yeah. And oftentimes it's like, it's not, they're telling me like how to fix my life. They're just telling me stuff they want to be doing. And it's like, well, why don't you want to do that too? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I've got 15 projects on my plate right now. Like I, okay, let's do another project. What, what are we doing? Well, I mean, I just want to talk to you about it. I wouldn't actually be able to do any of those things. Yeah. But you could do it. Here's a great idea. Why doesn't somebody go do it? Uh, why don't you go do it? <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so yeah. So that's a, a, you know, and I also get that's just sort of the nature of nature of life, it seems like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I, so you don't have any more words you can think of? Well, I'm like totally blanking now. Yeah, I feel like we should have written them down. I know. See, this is why I was like, wait, I should always do some like yeah outliney homework before we do these. Right. Yeah, we probably we really we really should be more organized around that. That's the next level of discipline that we're gonna right. try to get to. We're becoming more and more disciplined. Pretty soon we'll be machines and we'll cease to be people. Right. But that's cool because then our consciousnesses can live on forever. Right. Yes. Um. Locked in this weird. Uh here's a word I hate: squash. Yeah. Because it represents a food I can't stand. And right. don't try to convince me that your squash is somehow different from all the other fucking squashes and variations on squash and types of squash and ways that people thought to con- cleverly conceal squash inside of something <laughs> else so that you'd eat it. Like, I hate your squash. Drenched in drenched in uh, sugar. Yeah. and I Like it, caramelized sugar. It's like coated in caramelized sugar and butter. Like, so, it's so good. It's so amazing. Well, no. Caramel butter caramel butter is good. Caramel is good. The squ- just it would the be noodles. good if you like ate it off of asphalt. Yeah, right. It's still good. Um, what about the sport squash? You know, I don't know much about that. That's when you're like trying to throw something fast at another human, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. In a tiny yeah. room. Yeah, use a squash ball. Yeah, squash ball. What is is that like handball? But like you're trying to hurt somebody. I don't know that you're trying to hurt somebody. I actually don't know that much about squash either. Um, well. It sounds competitive, so I like it. You like it, okay? Yeah, I like competitive things, but sure. I, I'm like, I think we are both weirdly competitive. Like we're hyper competitive with ourselves, yeah. but I don't like competing against other people for the sake of beating someone. Right, right. That seems very hollow to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I think that's true. I think that's how I feel. I mean, that's definitely how I feel because I don't like I, I don't find pleasure in winning, especially if it's the expense of someone else's like yeah. joy. So, um, uh, so, I mean, that's kind of an interesting distinction though. Like, you know, words that bring displeasure either just by the nature of the sound of them versus something that conjures up something that you don't enjoy. Yeah. Like I think squash kind of has onomatopoeia going where I don't like the sound of it. That's what that is. Right. Am I using that correctly? No. What is onomatopoeia? 
Uh, Isn't that where the th- word sounds like the sound that it makes? Yes. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, squash. Like pow and bang. and Yeah. yeah. Squash. Like squash. when you bite into squash, you're like, oh, this is squash. Right. Like you can, it's just like. Bleh. I guess. I So like I like the word because I, I think of. Um, I don't think of the food. Or, yeah. What do you or think the, of? What is that? A vegetable? Fruit? It's, it's a, a fruit? gourd. It's a gourd. It's a, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Anyway, I don't it's think. It's a squash. Of, I don't think of that. I think of um, like the verb. To oh, squash. to squash something like when you squash a bug. Yeah. Or like, you know, you like when I was a kid and I was backpacking a lot, like I squashed my sleeping bag into my stuff sack every day yeah. for, you know, a week while we went on trips and, you know, that kind of, I don't know, squash just kind of, I don't, I don't think of the fruit or the food. Yeah. Um, like I don't think of zucchinis or. Ugh, zucchini. What's the other one? Um, Acorn, spaghetti pumpkins what's the yellow zucchini like one that's kind of soft that people use a lot um uh, so gross I anyway it doesn't see, matter i can see it in my head like limp <laughs> on a plate limp on a plate like a yeah. like a limp penis that somebody chopped into little like rounds uh-huh yeah just like deflated and sad and strange. what about if you call them courgettes courgettes yeah <clears throat> zucchini that's what zucchinis are called in french yeah, i think so yeah courgette oh. yeah like well, aubergines. I like that word too. Aubergines. Oh, that's yeah. eggplant. Yeah, yeah. So much aubergine. Than I like, but I like I, the word. I like how they taste, yeah. but I am not a fan of zucchini of any kind. Right. I did make zucchini bread one time. Yeah. At this like camp that was kind of fun that we went to that was day camp. Uh-huh. It was not an overnight camp. My parents never let us go to an overnight camp. We only got to go to day camp. It was oh, a bummer. Weird day camp. Yeah. I mean, it was fine, but like. Was weird too. Yeah. We were at the lake, right? And so you made, made the zucchini bread. We made zucchini bread. It was all right well, because zucchini, it was bread. Yeah, but the zucchini makes the bread moist. I know it's gross. <laughs> it's gross on three levels: squash, specific squash named zucchini, and also moist. And also moist, right? Exactly. Ugh, yuck. Um, I think that there's probably ooh. Like the word congealed, congealed, sure, is just it only describes gross things, right? Right. I mean, you never hear that in a positive. Like, yeah. I really liked how my food was congealed. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, the like, texture that came from it congealing, <laughs> right? It's right. so nasty. It is pretty nasty. Even though that's basically like what aspic is, but aspic is gross too. Aspic it's is pretty gross. Aspic. I don't. I am not a fan of aspic. Or like ter- meat terrines. I think. <gasps> I think as I I get older, I my my taste for meat is like not good. Like I don't enjoy it. I I taste the things that are gross about it. Yes, like the fact that it's a carcass. Yeah, it's a dead thing, and you're eating it. Yeah, I taste like like beef. I just taste the like um I don't know what it is. Like it's it's like not iron, but it's like it's really I don't know, it's just a really strong flavor that I don't yeah. actually enjoy. Um which is funny and like chicken is getting that way for me lately. For me when I like oh, several things come to mind. So I I the rawer the meat is, yeah. the more likely it is that I'll be able to like 
eat it. Right, right. Um, because the more you cook it, the more it just smells like burning skin or like burning hair or burning toenails. Yeah. And then there's this other smell that kind of is mixed in with it that I didn't really realize I was smelling until I drove. Like it's this acrid, like just this gross organic smell. Um, like a biological smell. I don't know how else to describe it. It's like you can tell that it's associated with it's an animal smell. It's like an yeah, animal smell. Right. And it's you can pick it out as one of the primary smells in the air when you drive past like a feedlot. Ooh, yeah. And so right. I can't smell like a hamburger anymore without smell smelling that. feedlot. Yeah, I think that's partly. So there's a word you used, um, acrid. Yeah. I like that word. I like <laughs> the sound of it. I don't yes. you know, obviously acrid things aren't necessarily pleasurable. Right. Um it's a good word, but though. I do like the word. Like, like the it feel sounds, of the word. yeah, I like the way it, it feels. So, um. um, I like words that are borrowed from other, like, uh, other languages, but then like morphed somehow. Oh, uh-huh. like I, I like it when, like, some word for something that only has a specific context gets carried over, and then there's just like this word that shows up out of nowhere in another language. Yeah. I can't think of the, anything. Yeah, we need some examples to really like punch that one home because I feel like, you're like I don't like, know what oh, you're talking about. Right someone's now. listening right now and it's like, oh, I totally have a good example. Why aren't you saying this word? Right. Um, oh my God. Like I was listening to the radio the other day, uh-huh. the public radio, and they were talking to a woman who's an author. Yeah. And they made this big deal out of like mentioning that she grew up in a row house, but where she grew up in. Louisiana, yeah. they're not called row houses. They're called shotgun houses. Right. And she's like, yes. And then they never explain why. And I know why. Like, there's a reason why they're called shotgun houses. But they ne- they made a big deal yeah. out of the regional variations in the description of this type but of architecture. And right. they never went into oh, why the words used. Such a tease. Yeah. Well, shotgun houses are called that because there's like room after room after room in a single row down the house. And if you fire a shotgun through it and you have the back door open, it will pass through without hitting anything. Right. Right. Like it's a, it's just a long hallway that is rooms and each room leads to the next room. But they, like they kept, they spent all this time building up to that. And I was like, aha, yes. And I'm thinking in my head, like, what are shotgun houses or mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever, like architectural styles for 600, Alex. If you fired a shotgun through this house, yeah, you know, if you fired a handgun, whatever. The point yes. is, like, it's super essential to like if you're gonna bother distinguishing that you call them something different, you might as yes. well say why. Right, right. No explanation of why they're called a shotgun house. That's funny. I was like, what a missed opportunity. There's um, there's a neighborhood in San Diego uh, where the lots are getting more narrow because the property values are going up so high that uh-huh. they're like splitting lots. We can put they... two houses yeah, on this. And so a lot of the houses end up being um, what I've, I've heard people in the area call like bowling ball or bowling alley houses yeah. because they're just very long and narrow Yeah, because they can't split the property um, 
in any other direction you, other yeah, than like you can't across fit two the rooms side by side yeah and so then they're like they end up with these like very narrow lots and then because of the other building ordinances you can't build out to the edge of the property so you've split it and now your actual like building space that you can actually build on is even more narrow and so you end up with these like very long narrow houses that are like four stories or well, three stories high or yes. whatever the limit of the building area yes and it's just kind of ridiculous a bunch of those um, got built in minneapolis too and then the city was like we're putting a moratorium on building until, until we this can gets figure this out. shit out right right yeah just like houses built to the maximum allowable specifications and super tall it's <laughs> so bizarre there's a lot That's of really bizarre. weird houses like that in japan yeah yeah i i think um like even weirder like they're they're it, barely a room wide right right there's yeah space is weird like that i mean because we both have a lot of space still mm-hmm. you know on the planet re- relatively speaking um but also because it's about like being in close proximity to shared resources right that's like why cities are cities in the first place yeah um like ostensibly they're <laughs> ostensibly you know. it's about <laughs> yeah um but they're uh you know, there's lots of reasons, but having those shared resources makes it more economical, right? Like it's like, it costs me less to move resources around between the shared, you know, and so the more people you can pack in, I understand that, but it does, it is funny how there are these like arbitrary factors that create these really strange living conditions. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, like, I think about having not grown up in the country, but having spent much of my time outdoors and like like in the countryside you mean in the countryside yeah what i mean is like not having yes sorry having grown not grown up say like in a more like rural community or like in a farming community like i don't i can't pretend to fully um identify with or appreciate yeah what you know but i i absolutely get why someone who has grown up on a farm would just look at city life and be like you people are insane that is nuts right why would you do that that seems miserable but it's so much fun like no wonder you have all these psychological problems unless it's san francisco because that town sucks yeah that's uh yeah worst city in north america that would be we should definitely do a rant like a top 10 top 10 worst and another thing i hate about san francisco yeah there's um san francisco is a real real interesting problem i think um I mean, you've had worse experiences there than I have. I, oh. my, I kind of came, we, we don't need to get into this. No. That's a whole other, whole other podcast we'll get at. But, um, I thought of a word that carries over yes. that I was also like, Great. this is also something from the other day. So we were watching, <clears throat> we were watching something. I yep. can't remember what we watch all this like true stuff on the internet, like not right dumb weird stuff like or fictionalized stuff or serial stuff we watch like biographies and just kind of yeah interesting things like that so anyway there was this woman who was talking about words um okay before you say the word that we just gotta i like maybe we should just cut the podcast here and then leave them not knowing what it is i think that's perfect it seems like that's the way to go it's not squash because we've already talked about that. <laughs> Just so you know. Okay. All right. Let no. I now I need to know the word. So the word is negligé, which is like in English, the yeah. way that it's used in English is to refer to like and a sexy undergarment, right? Okay. Sure. It's a, it's, a, it's a piece of lingerie. Yeah, sure. 
But like in French, it means to like forget about something like you disregard something or you like neglect it. Right. And so I and they made this distinction on this show where they were talking about words that are you words that carry over from another language, but are used entirely differently than how they are used in the, the right. native or the home language. Right. 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 And so uh, negligee was one of those. And they totally glossed over the potential linguistic interpretation of why in English it might be called that because you take it off immediately and forget about it while you go on to the next activity is my guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like right. it's, it's something that you wear. You throw it on the floor. Like the purpose of it is, is very. To be taken off and thrown on the floor. Right. To exactly. be discarded. Yeah. To be yes. discarded. But they like never went into that. And I'm like, if you're going to do a show where you like, discuss the yeah. use of language like you can't stop short of that like that actually may have a of that yeah it's, it's important it's an important part of the conversation anyway that yeah. was another one i thought and another thing and another thing well um i i think we at least um brought some good resolution there so people aren't hanging like well what the fuck did she actually mean about that whole thing mm, yes. um so why don't we just do do you do we we don't have another thing and another thing for this episode but um another thing but we do have uh tips for living well in hell and we could wrap up there oh uh, yeah uh i think um it's really important to celebrate stuff okay so uh, what you're saying as a tip for living well in hell is to celebrate stuff celebrate stuff uh it doesn't matter what it is like the 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 actual choice of what to celebrate is arbitrary. Uh -huh. It could be capricious. Like it's totally up to you. It can change. Right. But the fact that you celebrate anything is worth doing because uh, like you just have to, you have to make room for that or you will just chug right past it because there's going to be a never ending series of things that are not celebration worthy. So you just have to make things celebration worthy. Do like even stupid things. Who cares? Right. Right. Just put some more celebration in your life. You could be laughing 65% more of the time. I, I really like this tip. Um, I think about, uh, yeah, celebration. I, I don't get hung up on like whether we celebrate, like it doesn't have to be on the day of a thing. I'm yeah. not like, I, I appreciate anniversaries, whether that's like birthdays or, you know, remembrances or any of those things. Like any, for me, it's always an excuse to have a celebration. Right. Yep. And so, um, yeah, it doesn't have to be. It's something I've tried to bring to like my work. Like I work alone, yes, or I have traditionally, and so it's very difficult to, um, you know, like when I finish software, and it's like I, you know, a lot of my clients, it's like they're very happy for the finish of the software, but they're also just like they're busy doing their business, and they're not, they can't stop to like appreciate that it was done, right. But for me, I'm like, hey, like, let's have a release party. And it's like, you know, whatever it is, like some excuse to be like, yeah. hey, like a little milestone, like, let's sit down and like, like appreciate this moment. Um, I'm hoping like with this, like we can do more of those things because like you seem much more in line with like, hey, that's a fucking cool thing that just happened. Let's like yeah. stop and appreciate it for a minute. I mean, I really like excuses for cake. Well, yes. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, like uh, um, part of what defines living through hell is that it's very unpleasant right and right. so it's kind of a fuck you if you can derive some joy out of it in some yes. way yeah or just make your own fun i mean yeah. making your own fun could be its own tip for living yeah i was hell. gonna say but let's yeah we'll stick we'll keep them concise celebrate so stuff celebrate stuff let's that's let's call it that one good okay yeah all right um i think that went well i don't, I don't yeah. have any other any other topic or particulars good yeah okay